one. Uh, Sandy. Was that Sandy? Is Sandy online? Sandy's online. So Sandy Knudsen, uh, we'll uh, we'll make sure this we make this available to you. Uh, we'll ship it out to you. Uh, Were we going to do a double drawing? Yeah, let's do a double drawing. I get to pick this time. I don't know who's under there. Oh well, is that you? Yes, it is. All right. Yay. We uh, a lot of times do a an in person drawing and a and a online drawing. It's good to good to have you with us here today. Okay. My name's uh, Dr. Michael James. I'm in cl- I've been in clinical work since 1980. That really doesn't sound like a lot unless you're in your 30s, and it sounds ancient. Um, when I went to school, I never wanted to... The, the, the students I were, was in school with were people that created celestial seasonings and select, and, and they wanted to go into manufacturing. I never, ever wanted to go into manufacturing. I wanted to go into treating people. Unfortunately, I'm in manufacturing also, but I, I always wanted to treat patients. So you need to realize that the, the things that, uh, that I speak about are, in the res- are the result of dealing with people, patients, people that have sought out my information. Now, if I look, I don't look at you, and I look up here, I'm looking directly at the Internet. So there's going to be some times when uh, we're dealing with Internet questions. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. Can I tell you a little bit about myself? I'm a native New Mexican. I've had a lot of people, you know, on my first business card, you get out of school, you make a business card. And it said, Canadian trained herbalist, because I was trained in Canada. Everybody would ask me, well, how do you like it in the U.S.? It's like, I love it. I'm a New Mexican. And they'd look at me like, Canadian trained herbalist, native New Mexican working in New Mexico. They, they just, ha- I had a hard time with that business card. So that when those were all, and that was back in the days you couldn't print uh, 10 pieces of card at one time. You had to go buy 1,000 of them at a time. So after I got rid of those cards, I quit putting Canadian trained herbalist. Now, I can speak Canadian, fluent Canadian. I can, eh? (laughs) That's all you have to do is, eh? And you speak fluent Canadian. So if I ever say anything to you like, eh, that means, okay, you understand. Uh, In in, uh, uh, Navajo, it's, which means yes, or okay, or I agree, or just fill in the dot. Um, I was, I had always been, had a problem with allergies. Uh, When New Mexico got green, oh my goodness, in the spring I'd just die, ragweed and juniper, juniper was a killer. I mean, you could even see the wind blowing in the juniper trees and and it looked like dust coming off of it. There was so much, uh, you could see the pollen coming off and oh, it just, just, my throat would just be irritated and raw and, and terrible. So... I, I've always had a problem with allergies. Well, when I was uh, in Oregon, I found myself in Oregon. Oh, my goodness, Oregon is green. And I didn't realize I was allergic to the color green. Green is um, everywhere in Oregon. So I was having some real difficulties. And I'd had some bad experiences with the medical profession, and I decided I didn't want to go that direction because they tried to kill me when I was a kid, or I should say dope me up. So I, I just kind of suffered. And then I had a friend hand me a book. It was about that thick. It was a paperback, about that thick, about this big, about that thick. It's called Jethro Klaus, Back to Eden. And I'd never never thought about herbs. Well, so I started experimenting. I thought, wow. Well, I began to treat 
take care of my own allergies and my own problems. It was like, was really amazing. I uh, got rid of the ulcers that I had. Well, the medical professional tried to uh, addict me to Valium when I had ulcers. And so I, I ended up getting rid of ulcers as a result of herbs and different things like that. And, and I found, wow, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Then I had to find a college that would give me the education that I want. You know, you know what you want to do, but you have to go out and find the information or the school or, or find someone to teach you to be able to understand what you'd like to do. Um, well, there was only really two schools in uh, the world at that time. One was in Canada and one was in Europe. Well, obviously, I went to Canada, eh? And um, I came back. My intent was to come back to New Mexico and, and work as an herbalist. I, I in, enjoyed doing that. Well, uh, I used to make house calls from house to house until it got to the point where I could no longer do that because my patient load was so large. There's not too many things I haven't treated over the years. Herbs are um, very interesting things. Let's talk a little bit about herbs um, until somebody has questions because jump in anytime you want to talk about questions. Um, because I want to I want to talk with you versus at you. What's that? Good question. Um, a lot of times there's uh, hormonal issues, pain issues. Also, uh, throbbies will help um, decrease the size of the uterus. It helps recover from um, not only. Uh, um, neurologically from uh, delivery, but also um, the pain and discomfort and the stretching out of the whole body parts. So throbbies are very, very help with, helpful with postpartum. I appreciate that question. Okay, now back to herbs. Let's call this, just recently we just had a, a landmark thing happen with herbs. And I want to talk a little bit about that. We had a plant called ephedra. Ephedra. You remember ephedra? And we had the word called ephedrine. Ephedra and ephedrine. Now, what you need to understand is ephedra and ephedrine are not the same thing. And in the marketplace, people began to become systematically educated that they were the same thing. It was an intentional deception. Every time ephedra would be mentioned, ephedrine would be mentioned. So it got to the point where it was tomato-tomato, potato-potato, and people thought, well, it's the same word. They thought ephedra and ephedrine were the same thing. Now, I want to explain to you what happened, because I feel like it's very important, because... We're talking a little bit about herbology. I want to talk to you a little bit about herbology and help you understand some things. Now, if I was going to cellularly take ephedra, the plant, apart, ephedra, the plant, it would be a very complex map to have hydrogen, potassium, and oxygen, and phosphorus, and, and all kinds of different things. So let's, let's describe that by just a whole bunch of, of squiggles here. And I am oversimplifying this, even just with the, over, with the different thin. We're going to use different colors because sometimes we will rely on maybe 
these different colors being different elements and nutrients. Okay, it's just really, really complex. And I could go on and on and on and on drawing this, okay? But let me help you understand, okay, this, that little purple thing is ephedrin, okay? So ephedra, the plant, ephedrin, the isolated remedy, or what some people were isolating from ephedra to be able to get certain effects, okay? So when the media would say that ephedrine is dangerous, they were talking about this. But everyone in the world or the country thought they were talking about ephedra, the entire plant. Ephedrine is very dangerous, or can be very dangerous. It's an isolated element in the plant ephedra. Now, ephedrine was mainly used for a, as a diet aid. As a diet aid. The problem with it is that people would overuse it, and then it became very, very uh, problematic. So they discontinued the use of the outlawed ephedra because of this little isolated nutrient that people were abusing. Okay, and everybody was okay with that, only because people thought ephedra and ephedrine were the same thing. They're not. Ephedra has been used for decades and decades and decades. In fact, the early pioneers came across the plains, and ephedra was a plant that they used to keep themselves healthy and strong and kept away from fevers. It's another name for ephedra is Brigham or Mormon tea got its name by the early pioneers uh, that came uh, into uh, Salt Lake uh, and other places like that. But other people before that had used ephedra, okay? Um, I personally, as an herbalist, had never used it as a diet supplement or as a dietary, you know, lose weight type of supplement. I used it more for its ability to build the immune system and to clean the lungs out and make people feel better. I used it for that ability, okay? Now, the problem that we have is it was outlawed until we read the law and found out that it could be used as long as it wasn't used as a diet supplement. But, irregardless, the American people are afraid of ephedra because they think ephedra and ephedrine are the same thing. Let me give you an instance. Another example. Water. Water is H. Two H's, two hydrogens, and one oxygen. Okay, that's a molecular. It's very simplified compared to ephedra. Very, very simplified. And if I was going to even make a better example, I'd probably multiply this by 400 as far as the complex of ephedra versus water. Water is a very simple compound. Now, Hydrogen, you remember stories about the Hindenburg, you know, a, a dirigible that blew up because it in the war because it was full of hydrogen? It's a high explosive, okay? So there's two high explosives, and oxygen, oxygen, it, people that shouldn't smoke around oxygen because it's an accelerant to an explosion. It will make 
an explosion be bigger. So we have two explosive things with an accelerant. That's what water is. That's what water is. So for me to isolate the hydrogen out of there, there's enough hydrogen, potential hydrogen in there to blow this building up. Okay? Boom! It won't do that, will it? And neither will Ephedra damage people with this little bugger down here. Combined with all these, uh, let's say that all of this helps. This is an abusive thing to the heart and different things like that. Okay, But with these orange guys coupled together, makes it nourish and clean up the arteries in the heart. Do you understand? And other things like that. So for us to say that an isolated remedy is the reason we give herbs is preposterous. The reason that I give ephedra to people is not because I'm trying to give them ephedrine. And the reason I'm giving people water is not because I'm trying to blow them up. Because even in chemical, chem, we're talking a little bit about chemistry. Okay, uh, This is the nucleus. And around the nucleus are electrons. They just kind of spin around, okay? Now, you've heard, uh, we all know about chlorine and how dangerous chlorine is. In fact, chlorine was one of the first chemical warfare agents there was. Kills people. Chlorine is poisonous. But let me tell you the difference between chlorine and chloride. You have chloride in your body. You, everyone has chloride in their body, and it's an electrolyte. It means that our electrical system functions with chloride. Chloride is very important. And the difference between chloride and chlorine that I'm going to show you is, is one electron. That's it. <laughs> That's it. The difference between between chlorine, which is a deadly poison, and chloride, which is essential. It's an essential electrolyte. is one little electron. Now, this means to me, I'll get to your question, that we need to be very, 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 very careful with the chemicals we take. So question the drugs... Because this one little electron being in the wrong place or not there at all makes something very poisonous different. Okay? So when they combine chemicals, do they know what they're doing? Well, I would hope so. Do you have a question? Um, there's just an internet question. From Idaho. Only an internet question. I'd love to answer your internet questions. That's why we have this. John, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. First off, you, you must understand weight. You must understand food. Okay? There are, there are several categories of food. There are concentrated protein. Concentrated protein. There is, there is the neutral category, or concentrated starch. 
there is there is fats and oils. Okay, these are the major categories of food. Concentrated protein renders, meaning you eat. How many of us in here know what a gram is? You know, I'm an American. Okay, tell me an ounce. Well, there's 28.5, 28.6 grams per ounce. So just for our little conversation, let's everybody visualize the size of a cube of butter. That's 100 grams. Okay? So a stick of butter, for what we're talking about, is 100 grams. Okay? Concentrated protein renders six calories per gram. Let's say your stomach's 100 grams. You fill it up with concentrated protein. You have 600 calories to burn, right? Okay. Concentrated fat and oil render nine calories per gram. Yeah, you fill up, you eat that stick of butter, okay, and you're going to have 900, 900 calories to burn. If you eat starch, starch renders one calorie per gram. Now, there's a subcategory on starch, okay, and that's called carbohydrate. Carbohydrate, you've heard the phrase good carb, bad carb. What they're actually saying is good starch, bad carb. Good carb, bad carb, they're actually saying good starch, bad carb, because a carbohydrate is a subcategory of a starch. They take things out of a starch to make a ca- uh, carbohydrate. Let me give you an ex- instance. Potato, starch. Potato flakes, carbohydrate. What they take out of the potato? A whole bunch to make them these little nasty things. Okay, brown rice, starch, white rice, Uncle Ben's converted, whatever, carbohydrate. Whole grain, starch, white flour, carbohydrate. Now, a carbohydrate, a carbohydrate renders four calories per gram. So if you ate white flour, you'd have 400 calories to burn if you filled your if you ate, filled your 100-gram stomach up. If you ate starch, you'd only have 100 grams. Okay, now, just looking at that, what's, where's the skinny food? What's the food that you can fill your stomach up and doesn't have very many calories? Starch. Starch is the winner. Now, starch also contains a tremendous amount tremendous amount of vitamins and minerals and nutrients. Now, when I say starch, we're not talking carbohydrate, are we? Carbohydrate has four calories per, to burn, okay? So, what you need to realize is fats and oils render nine calories to burn, okay? Now, back to the diabetic question. <clears throat> Diabetics have a problem with oils, okay? So, most diabetics center their diet around concentrated protein, Okay, 600 calories to burn. Okay, the reason that they don't eat this category is because most of American food is here. Carbohydrate. 
carbohydrate. Okay? Vegetables all are in the starch category. They render one calorie per gram. If you will center your diet around vegetables with whole grain occasionally, you will flourish much better because there's less calories to burn. Now, does that make sense? Okay, there are, there are six critical ingredients to good health, and they don't involve me. You want to know them? We've, we've mentioned some of them, so let me turn this over again. There are, as I began teaching people, and I've always, I'm going to tell you another story. I had a, I had a professional soccer player take interest in me when I was a young man. I thought, wow. Now, if I was a Canadian, A, I would have been flattered because soccer, the round ball, soccer is a worldwide sport. It's a really uh, cool game, but in America, it's football. But soccer, he was a professional soccer player, and he he had retired. He was a sports uh, figure for a uh, major company. But he had taken an interest in me, and it wasn't just a false interest. He, he really, he, I loved him. He loved me. We were wonderful friends. He, he ate right. He talked right. He did all, he, he was the health nut. And I was a young kid trying to be the health doctor, okay? And he was really encouraging to me. So Bruno uh, Griselli, uh, I was in school. Uh, he helped me find the schools. And I was in school getting my degree in herbology, and I got word that he died. And I thought, well, he's only in his early 60s. So I asked his wife, what happened? And what, what she told me was just incomprehensible to me. She said, Bruno died of a massive heart attack. And, I, of course, I... In the back of my head, I was screaming, trying to figure out why that was happening, and I was telling her, which she was such a sweet lady, or is such a sweet lady, how I was sorry for her loss. And then I, I, I had to deal with Bruno the health nut. He did everything right. He ate the right things. He exercised right. He, he, he did everything right. He, the sacrifice it was in his life to buy the right food, to, to prepare it right, to exercise right, to me was a waste of time because he died of a heart attack, which was, in my estimation, a disease reserved for people that abuse themselves. I just I couldn't put them together. I just didn't understand them. Why would he have even wasted his life doing what he was doing if he was going to... Die in a heart with a heart attack. Now, granted, if your number's up, he's going to get you. Okay, if he wants you home, and your number's up, but he could have gone some other way. So it was something I stuck in the back of my head, and it wasn't until some twenty-five years later that I that I realized that I had been searching for why did Bruno die of a heart attack. And when I was writing my last book, Wisdom of Wellness, I, I found myself late at night, and that's normally when I'd write 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when you have an idea and you get up and type and it's nice and quiet and the kids are not 
talking. And I found myself in tears and realized that I had been given an answer that I had been searching for for decades on why did Bruno die of a heart attack. These six elements, if he had have known about them, he would have lived because that's the kind of guy he was. He wouldn't have died of a heart attack. He would have gone, with, if it was his time, he would have gone with something else. So I'm going to take time to write these down because I now, this, the reason that I have this facility is to teach people these six elements of health. And the really nice thing about them is that they don't require a doctor. You don't have to see a doctor to do them. You can do them yourself, which is wonderful. So number one is... To know food. To know food and what to eat. What is a good diet? That is such a big question. I mean, I can make a big old question mark. If that's the number one question, you gather your friends together, they're not going to have the same answer. So what is good food? What is good food? I know what it is. I'm going to share that with you. Okay? Another one is uh, one that I think that he, he wasn't as aware of. Avoid food additives. Avoid food additives. Now, Bruno was a very honest man. And if he had been a food producer, he would have produced good stuff. But there's people out there that put things in food just to get us to buy it. Food additives, flavor enhancers, different things like that. Chemicals like MSG. Okay? And those type of things. Okay? Also, colors and dyes. All of those. Okay? And the internet question, what about healthy choice? Healthy choice. Well, uh, I, all, I can assume, all I can assume from that question is what I assume. Healthy choice is the name of their company, not what they have. Okay? When you buy a food product and the, and the ingredient list is this big, just set it down. Just, you know, if it's that big, just set it down. Don't, don't even bother continuing, okay? If it's broccoli and cauliflower and you can read it in the ingredients, great. But if it's an ingredient list, you start reading words and it's like, I don't even know what it is. Don't eat it. So Healthy Choice is the name of the company, and it's named that because it in somebody's mind, they think, oh, it must be a good, healthy choice. No, it's the name of their company. So another one of these real important, these six elements is to avoid food additives, okay? Avoid food additives. Another one is avoid food products. Now, there's a, there's a difference between food products and food additives, okay? We talked a little bit earlier about how starch, there's starch. <coughs> starch renders one calorie per gram, okay? Carbohydrate. Oh, isn't it wonderful that we have such nice markers? <laughs> Carbohydrate renders four calories per gram. So the good carb, bad carb, 
good starch, bad carb. So what I'm saying is to avoid all carbohydrates because they're food products. They're less than what they should be for good health. Okay? So that's one, two, three. Now another one that I'd like to talk a little bit about because it goes in, and anyone here or online that has a question, just raise your hand and say, hey, I got a question. Because I'd much rather talk with you than at you. And this is kind of a, like a purple group here today. I like that. I like purple. Purple. And brown's kind of on that, that hue also. Now, another thing that's important with our health, and the one thing that I was telling earlier a story about Bruno, a professional soccer player, player that took an interest in me, and he died of a heart attack, and he was the original health nut, and I just couldn't understand it. And for some 25, 30 years, I've searched for the answer, and I didn't know that I had been until I started writing my last book. And if Bruno had have been aware of these, he would have implemented them into his life, and he wouldn't have died of a heart attack. Although if his number was up, he would have went in a car accident or something. I don't know. Another thing, another one of these elements is pH. Now, potential for hydrogen. Now, that pH scale goes from, from zero, which is very acidic, okay, to 14. And we need to live between 7 and 8. Most people that come to see me in the clinic are generally 5. Mold, fungus, yeast, bacteria, cancer, all grows in this environment. What makes us acidic? Food products. Food products make us acidic. Starches are very alkaline. Very alkaline. In fact, whole grain, it's, I've proven it time after time. Whole grain like brown rice and and quinoa and barley and millet, all cooked like in their seed form, eaten, keeps the body around seven. But if you process that to white flour, it'll take, keep it around five. So it, it, you know, I, a lot of my colleagues say grain, grains are no good. They don't know what they're talking about. Grain is very necessary for good health, but not grain products. Okay, so pH is very, very important. Now, a lot of times people will think, well, I need to raise my pH. No, yeah, you need to raise your pH, but they think the higher number, and, and, and I, you know, the higher number, the more acidic you be. No, it's actually the potential for hydrogen. It's the amount of hydrogen that's in your body. That's why just plain old water is good for you, for your pH, because it has two hydrogens and one oxygen. So just drinking water. People that are dehydrated, have a lower pH. Soda pop, that's the single, well, that and coffee are the single most destructive things for pH. You can set aside all the chemicals out of coffee, not even talk about them, and just take their pH and, and discard it as being worthless because it's so changing to the pH. Soda pop, oh my goodness. For every one cup of soda people drink, I don't care whether it's decaffeinated or whatever, for every one cup of soda it dehydrates the body seven times. One cup of soda dehydrates the body seven cups. And that gets into the hydrogen problem. I've had patients in the threes and the fours, and they're in some, some serious situations. 
Just merely changing your body pH will give you back better health. Just changing your pH. How do we do that? Live plants and vegetables and fruits and things like that. Okay? Do you remember this conversation? Okay. And, 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 and I'm not criticizing. I just want you to understand that the individual that made the fruit knew what he was doing. It wasn't a mistake. Okay. Now, the fruit roll-up's a little different, made by somebody else. Now, if we classify this little purple guy as the sugar, we're discounting all these minerals and vitamins and acids and oils that are held by the fruit, which makes this sugar go in and out of the system much easier and better. So don't... <coughs> Might have to take some of my own herbs today. Don't avoid fruit because of the sugar. Avoid fruit if you're going to add sugar to it. Okay? In fact, the only difference between fruit and whole grain is one simplified. Okay? Grains are a complex sugar molecule. Okay? Fruit is still a complex sugar molecule. But white sugar is way, 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 way away from fruit. It's, isol- it's like ephedra and ephedra. Okay? So don't... In fact, a lot of times when you're just... You're wore out. You know what your body's saying? Feed me. And what does the brain and the body eat? Sugar. It's sugar. Now, I'm not saying go get a Twinkie and a fruit pie. That's not what I'm saying. Eat an orange. It wakes you up. In fact, an orange will wake you up better than a cup of coffee because it's got vitamins and nutrients and it's got a good pH and it just makes you tingle, okay, because it's alive. So don't ever avoid fruit because you're afraid of the sugar, okay? Now, are there any other questions to this point before I go on? Okay, out of the six, one, two, three, four, there's two more I want to talk about. Six elements of health. Um, and this is the one that Bruno introduced me to him himself. Was a proper form of exercise. The problem with exercise is that it's acidic. You know, you come back from the... How many... Do we have any gym rats in here? Are you a gym rat? I affectionately call you gym rats. <laughs> okay, but you know, you come home from the gym and you're... Oh, You've really worked your legs, and you're just as sore as can be. That pain is acid and will change your body pH. I don't like that. I love it. I love exercise, but I don't like acidity. So if you will take and just merely bounce on a rebounder for a period of time, it'll take that ache right out of the body. Gone. Changes the pH. What about stair climbing? Stair climbing still ha- is a good type of exercise, but I'm, ta- I'm taking... Rebounding exercise stimulates the lymphatic cells. The, the, the lymphatics stimulates the, B, the stem cell production of the body. It's phenomenal. It's a proper form of exercise. Proper form. Okay? Some people say, well, yeah, I want to lose some weight. Well, you can embrace these philosophies and ignore this, and it's not going to happen. Exercise is important, but good exercise. The problem is, is we have created a society of desk dwellers. 
Okay, we don't exercise like we used to. We don't. We're not out in the garden. We're not out milking the cow. We're not out slopping the pigs. We're not. We're not like our forefathers were. That's why I moved to the middle of nowhere and to raise my 11 children. I wanted them to have that experience. We had a cow until the kids prayed it dead. Now I'm getting another cow for the grandkids. They can pr- see if they can pray it dead. Okay. So, but we're not as active as we used to be. So we go to the gym. And you know that feeling you get of, wow, I feel better? The, the stress relief? That's something that we're missing in our lives because we, we're not as active as we used to be. So exercise is absolutely important. Now, I'm not saying going to the gym is bad. That's not what I'm saying. But it can be acidic if you don't do it properly. Yoga is stretching many times with my patients are more important to stretch than exercise many times, especially if they have uh, something structural that's improper. Okay, stretching is very important, very important. Okay, now that last one is, uh, let's, pick a, let's pick the color of the day. Fats and oils. People do not understand fats and oils. Uh, if I was a, a, a... I'm giving you the six elements of health because this is what I do with my patients. I'm not selling a product. But those that sell products, food products, what do they generally say about their food products? Fat-free. Good carb. You know, I mean those catch words. High protein. So I'm going to turn the page here, and I want to talk a little bit about fats and oils because I think it's important to understand. Look at me. See the dyslexic? (laughs) Is that better? (laughs) My head gets going faster than my uh, my hand. Fats and oils. Okay. The important thing you must understand is that out of all the foods that we eat, the easiest one the body has to store is this one. I mean, it, it, it has no conversion to make. A carbohydrate, it can turn it into a fat and store it, yes. Protein is much more difficult. So this is one of the ones that's easy to store. However, our body requires more fat than we get. Now, the fat that we do get is poor and bad, okay? There's good fat, there's bad fat. It's important that we understand that our poor little brain has some fat in it. How much fat do you think is in our brain? Come on, let's have some guesses. 60%. Let's add a zero to that. No. How about if we add another 80 our brain is 80% oil. 80% oil. Have you ever heard of, how many, how many people have ever slaughtered an animal in here? Sometimes I get that happen. Okay, the brain is a very oily, they call it head cheese. It's very oily in most animals. And in the human is 80%. The myelon sheath, they said the myelon sheath cannot be rebuilt. That's a crock. Okay, the myelon sheath is full of oil. That's why the brain is 80% oil. Now, if you had Alzheimer's, do you think it makes sense to have a fat-free diet? (laughs) Why do they get off saying fat-free is good? Now, lard may not be the better, but lard's better than Crisco. Okay? 
Butter is way better. Margarine is terrible. Let's name some good oils. Anything that's unrefined. Any oil that says unrefined on it is good. The best form of oil is coconut oil. The best form of oil is coconut oil. Now, in your diet, we need to have three to five tablespoons a day. We're New Mexicans, aren't we? Don't we like guacamole? I mean, I mean that's oil. I mean, uh, we like avocados. We love olives. I mean, what other things? Now, I'm not saying chicharrones. No, no, no. Okay, but chicharrones is better than Crisco. Okay, lard is better than Crisco. Okay, especially if you render it yourself. Problem with lard today is they put BHT and those other additives in it and things like that. I work a lot with the Native Americans uh, in a dictionary recovery program in Alamo Reservation, which is toward Magdalena. They love their lard. They're used to lard, but if they would use lard that didn't have the additives, they would be much better off because they used to render their lard from their own sheep. They don't do that anymore. And their health has gone down significantly because of that. Okay, so the best form of oil is unrefined oil. Then if it says unrefined, taking a stab at that, unrefined, then it can be Four other things, extra virgin, virgin, cold-pressed, or expeller-processed. Those are all very good, but it needs to say unrefined, because if it doesn't, it can be, still be extra virgin and have chemicals in it. Okay? Yes? So what if you eat an avocado a day? Mm. How much oil do you have to put to that? In addition to that, okay. to get that, perhaps... Uh, uh, a little bit more. Yeah, you're probably about half there. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, the best form of oil is coconut oil. We used to use coconut oil in America today. You want me to tell you why we don't? Okay. You shaking your head? <laughs> we used to use coconut oil in America today, but we lost the Philippines. Most all the coconut oil we, we would consume was, came from the Philippines. During World War II, we lost them to the Japanese. So the seed industry decided, wow, no more coconut oil. Cool for us. So we're going to ramp up our, our production. And we're going to, while the war is going on, we're going to find some proof of why coconut oil is not good. So they, they commissioned a study. And the study was to prove coconut oil was not healthy for your body. They proved it. You didn't, there was no, uh, it, it caused uh, arty, arterial problems, it caused liver problems, it caused all kinds of problems. They proved coconut oil was terrible. So when the Philippines was, were, were free, freed, and we were able to bring in exports from the Philippines, coconut oil was hardly ever used because the seed industry had told everybody it's terrible, it caused heart problems. Well, the study was exactly correct, however took many decades of people crawling through all that information to find out how they did it. They hydrogenated the coconut oil before they ever did the test. They cheated. That's the bottom line. They cheated. I'm telling you, no hydrogenated oil is good oil for you to, 
to consume. In fact, actually in the hydrogenation process, they bubble hydrogen through oil, and as they bubble the hydrogen through the oil, it sticks better in the oil if they add nickel to it. So most all hydrogenated oils, you have a, a cofactor of be having heavy metal risk being added there also. Now the nice thing about, the, about oil is not only is it good for the brain, but we've got an intestine, that the large intestine. The large intestine has a vein around it called the portal vein. And as it's in the digestive tract, the entire digestive tract, it accompanies the digestive tract, it goes directly to the liver to be burned as fuel. It lowers cholesterol. You have high cholesterol, eat coconut oil. Cholesterol, you don't have to worry about it. It's not a health issue. It's a sales issue for chemicals. It has nothing to do with health. Okay? Your doctors will give you a hard time. In fact, I remember when they started treating cholesterol, the number was 300. So they lowered it to two. They weren't making enough money, so they lowered it to 150. Now it's under 100 is acceptable. Why? They wanted to sell more chemicals. They're, your body does not produce good cholesterol, and your body doesn't produce bad cholesterol. It produces cholesterol that your body needs. Let me tell you what cholesterol is to you. If you were a plant, your cholesterol is chlorophyll. Cholesterol to your body is chlorophyll to a mammal is the same thing that a plant has chlorophyll. Same processes. Chlorophyll helps build and transport nutrients from the sun and the oxygen. Cholesterol comes to the surface of the skin, has a photosynthesis effect. Vitamin D is formed. In fact, cholesterol is a vitamin D unformed. Okay, Goes to the rest of the body. It's also utilized to build up mem- membranes and tissues and fibers and of the body, bone cells. And then the, the, what they call the bad cholesterol takes the toxins away from the muscles. So it, there's a real problem there. Now, fats and oils are one of the most critical things on this list of the six things. Well, we've talked about a few things today, haven't we? <coughs> and I believe that if Bruno had have understood fats and oils a little bit better, he had exercise down. pH, he may have been a little off on. Food products, I think he was fairly decent on, but I don't think he understood the food additives like we do today. I, don't, I know without a doubt that he wouldn't have died of a heart attack. He would have died of something else. Okay? Yes? And, and what would you like to know about it? All of those nutrients are uh, processed in the cell. Those are things the cell utilizes to make energy. Uh, Taking extra, a lot of people have some good effects from that. What I like to see is people eat their nutrients. We ought to make as many chemicals as we possibly could. In fact, we're the best chemical manufacturing plant there is. 
Squibb and E.L. Lilly and all those companies have nothing on your body. You take in air and water and sunshine and, and, and food, and you make all of these magnificent chemicals in our body. A manufacturing plant cannot even come anywhere close to our body. Now, the problem we have is when we interrupt it with those isolated uh, remedies, like what we are saying, and I'm not referring to that. Uh, so, as we feed our body and bring the nutrients back into the system, then health begins to happen. And these six elements of health don't require me. I calculated it up one time to find out what it would take to educate each one of my patients in understanding these six elements. You know what I came up with? If I saw you once a week, once a week, it would take seven months. There's a little easier way to do that. Now, if you invested that time, great. I don't have a problem with you investing seven months, but I, I think that's too long to get people to understand certain principles of health. Where are all this... Pro- There's another discussion here. Aha! Okay. If we spent seven months talking about these six elements of health, you would understand them, implement them into your life. But who's got seven extra months in their life? I don't. So I, I figured out if I got together a group of my patients for two days... That's the time that it would take to give you that information. That it would take seven months, 30 minutes, once a week. That's just too long. And if you, if, if you did do this, you'd invest in yourself over $1,000 just coming to see me. Now, I'm worth my $35. That's like a, a $35 copay, and I'm worth that. If you don't believe me, ask me. Okay, I'm worth that. Okay. But I want people to understand it as fast as possible. So I gather together. I have a seminar coming up. Uh, this next one is in April 18th and 19th. 18 and 19th. Now, we used to have this seminar. We used to have this seminar at the Elegante Motel. And... Because we were able to get people together and, and we had to feed them because we had them there all day long, we'd have to educate the chef. Now, when you th- just about think you got him educated, then they change staff or something happens. So it was very difficult. So we invested in this facility here, and my wife takes care of the food. This program is designed to free you from the excitotoxin uh, use uh, the addiction, uh, the damage. There's been a tremendous amount of damage just by the food additives that people have. Have you ever heard the commercial, uh, one of the potato chip commercials has, uh, I bet you can't eat one? That's, yeah. You know, I've tested that. And, and I have tasted one. And then in about 30 minutes later, you find yourself just in the... Have, you, you know what I'm talking about? It kind of calls to you. Eat me. And you don't even realize it. And those are the chemicals that I'm telling you rob your health. 
In fact, MSG, one of the earliest, earlier uses of MSG was designed to fatten up lab rats. It literally, in fact, 60% of America is considered obese, and it's not because they have a weak personality. It's not because they can't push themselves from the table. It's because people are adding stuff to our food that we don't even have any clue what, they, what it does to us. Now, this seminar is not $1,000. It's four ninety. My wife cooks breakfast and lunch and dinner, breakfast and lunch and dinner. I had, uh, after the seminar, I had a, uh, Jim, can you pass this out? Um, it's right there in the corner. I uh, had a little girl uh, in this room, and she was making some notes, and she was crying, and I thought, and it was over, and I thought, I'll go find out what happened. And I says, are you okay? And she says, oh, I'm so glad I came. It's like, <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness. I thought she was sad. Well, she said, I am so glad I came because, you know, I wanted to have, I want to have good health, and I wanted to drop some weight. And I thought, you know, diet food was just going to taste so nasty. But I'm so glad I came because it's, it's not weird food. It tastes good. It, 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 it's great. And she said, actually, she was a patient I'd been working with about four or five weeks before, and she'd already lost bleh, lost. 20 or 30 pounds just from following a few principles, but this lady has just done some phenomenal things. I'm not telling you weird food. I'm telling you normal food. What our great-great-grandparents used to eat, okay? Get away from the chemicals and the additives and the preservatives. That's what this is all about. We have a blast. We absolutely have a blast. Now, if you find yourself interested in this, The Wisdom of Wellness is a book that I wrote specifically to help people understand these six elements of health that we've talked about, to implement it into your life. It's not enough just to hear it. I want it to be implemented into your life. The first day we talk about the six elements. The second day we talk about techniques and ways to utilize it and implement it into your life and make it part of your life. I had a little girl come in one day that spurred the reality that I needed to do this. She had she'd lost about 20 pounds, 30 pounds. She was significantly overweight. And she came back in for a follow-up, and she gained it all back. Now that, and she was in tears. And I said, ah, don't worry. We'll, we'll get it back, and we'll get you back on track. And she said, you don't understand. And I said, well, okay. Tell me. And I sat down and started talking with her, found out she came from, well, I knew her history because she'd been a patient for a while. She'd come from a family that was, had been broken up, um, foster care and foster houses, and she'd been a a victim, an abuse victim. And um, she said, I am this size and men are always hitting on me. And and when I dropped those 30 pounds, scared. She said they were coming out from everywhere. And I said, honey, it's because you're such a sweet thing and people see you. And she says, I couldn't handle it. And she says, and now I feel better. She had sabotaged herself. You know, what we're going to do is talk about on the second day tools to be able to find those triggers that we sabotage ourselves and, and replace them with better attitudes. 
so that we can understand and be happier and to, to gain the things that would be that people would like to be, to implement the things. It's not just enough to hear. Learning does not come from hearing. And just you being able to repeat the information doesn't mean that you learned it. I want it to be implemented into your life. And that's why we, that's why we have this facility. Hearing but doing sounds like to me. Hear, do, teach. Hear, do, teach. I can tell when a patient's getting better. In fact, I had another young man come in. He was, I'm off track, but I don't care. Okay, he came in and he was just a mess. His stomach was a mess. He had gone through, he actually had a syndrome called TMDD. TMDD syndrome is what he was suffering from. And he had had a problem for a long period of time. Well, I knew he was making progress because now, he was talking about other people's problems, you know, his girlfriend's problems, his mom's problems. And his pH had gone down because he was getting better and he was using a little more abuse in his diet because he had a dietary problem. And I said, yeah, it, that happens. Now just kind of adjust it. So I can tell when people are getting better because then they, they reach outside of themselves and, and look for other people's to help them. Okay. So this whole facility is to help train and teach people. We have cooking classes. Uh, you need to check them out online, although we haven't had one for a while. Uh, check our archived um, classes. Those are all very important. Now, if you find that you're interested in, in doing this seminar, incidentally, that TMDD stood for too many dumb doctors or too many darn doctors, however you want to. That's what he suffered from. Now, if you're interested in this, Spending a weekend with my family to help you understand how to implement these principles in your life. Health food, not weird food. Food that is good for you. Frees you from the addictions. We can help you with that. This six week pro, there's a six-week program, detoxification program. And just going through that program, it's not like a, a, a terrible diet. It's just a specific eating way to reclaim your health. If you're serious about this and you want to take advantage of this, you take care of it today, today, not tomorrow. It's $270 per person. Now, if you have a friend or a relative or a husband or a granny or an uncle or an aunt that you believe that would be interested in this program here, you take care, you get a hold of them now. Give them a call. Hey, it's 270 and take care of it. We want to be able to help. Why am I doing this? Because I'm sincerely serious about wanting to help people. Especially people that want to be helped. I want you to understand the information. And I want you to be able to ask the questions. And I don't have great, I don't like great big huge seminars. I was at a seminar that had over a thousand people in it. And I thought... You know, it's nice for the two or three questions of people, but what about everybody else's questions? I want all those questions answered. And many times it's easier for you to ask maybe some of, some of my staff the questions or me, however you feel comfortable. Also, in this seminar, if you want a mentor, those are available to follow up with you. Um, it's a successful program. We enjoy doing it. So are there any other questions either on the Internet or here in the audience that you'd like to go over? Uh, I've spent my hour with you. Um, I know that uh, there's things to do on a Saturday. Any other questions?
Okay, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.